Here we go. Good morning, my family. You really lift up his name? Come on, let's do it together. Let's worship. I'm not. I'm not going to wait. We'll wait for the walls to fall.
morning, church. We'll give him praise and thanks for those promises. Amen.
because he continues to be good and does not fail us. We're in this place because you and I have given up a lifestyle that is no longer worth our praise and our time. We say, Lord, I'm going to give that to you, Lord, and I'm going to continue to grab a hold of your hand and lead me. When you pray that this morning, just ask the Lord to lead you. And will you give of yourself this morning all to him? Let him reassure you of his plan. And blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. He's been my fourth man in the fire. It's time after time. Born of his spirit, washed in his blood. So I trust in God, my Savior, the one who will never fail. He will never fail. I trust in God, my Savior, the one who will Because you're so good, Lord, and you don't fail. 
we seek you, Jesus. We call upon your name, Lord. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. That's why I trust him. That's why I trust him. I sought the Lord. Come on. You have a need in your life today? You sing that right now. Proclaim it. Proclaim its truth and seek the Lord. He will answer the call. Come on. Be in his will and say, I sought the Lord.
you love how hindsight is 2020? We stand here and at one point of our life, one day we said, I don't want to go to church. It's not for me. Yeah, you stand here right now and the Lord has been working on your heart, working in your life. And we sing that because of the testimony that every single one of us shares as we stand in this room. That we sought the Lord and He answered. Do you know His voice? Are you sensitive to His voice? Do you know His direction in your life? If not, if you're not sure, then you don't know His voice. Because the Word tells us that my sheep know my voice. I want you to be sensitive to His voice and His direction in your life. Because when we sing, I, I trust in God, you're giving of yourself up 100%. Say, Lord, it's not about me, Heavenly Father. It's about you. I want to fulfill your will. It's all about you, Lord. I seek you. So this morning, Lord, as we come into this place, as we bow our heads, Lord, not because it's this time and there's a time for bowing of heads, but we bow our heads, Lord, because we're before the King, our Creator, Lord, the Creator of the universe, Lord. We bow before you, Lord, in humility. This morning, Lord, seeking more and more of you, Lord, I want to trust you. I want to be in your will. Lord, I want to trust the ways that aren't my ways. Lord, I trust in your sovereignty. Lead me, guide me, Lord. Rid me of myself from here on in this moment, Lord, forevermore, Lord, so that I may say, Lord, wholeheartedly, I trust in God. I trust in God. I trust in you, Lord, that I want to grab a hold of your hand, Lord, and lead me and guide me, Heavenly Father. Bring your peace upon us, Lord. Overwhelm us with your presence, Jesus. Oh, I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord. Come on. Seek him today. Seek him. Ask him to come in. Say again. I sought. I sought the Lord. And he heard. And he answered. I sought the Lord. And he heard. And he answered. I sought the Lord. And he heard. And he answered. That's why I trust him. That's why I trust in God. My Savior. Sing it again. I trust in God. I trust in God. My Savior, the one who will never fail. He will never fail. You won't fail me, God. So this morning, as we continue to seek you, Heavenly Father, thank you for overwhelming us with your peace. As we breathe in, 
your grace, Lord. We gladly breathe out your praise, Lord, because of how good you are, Lord. And the living testaments that are in this room, me being the biggest one. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your faithfulness, for your peace, and for your presence, Lord. To be among my brethren, I thank you, Heavenly Father. It's in your name that I pray. And his church all together said, Amen. That's right. Give him a shout this morning. Can you feel good to be able to praise the Lord this morning? Feel good? To breathe out his praise and his goodness and declare who he is. Amen. Church, as we continue to celebrate his goodness, why don't we welcome each other into his house today? Amen. Hello, 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 church. How you doing? Woo, all right, all right. There's a bunch of friendly people Somebody in here Somebody give praise if it's a good day to worship Woo. at New Beginnings Church. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Happy people here today. God Happy is people. so good. Amen, church? God is so good. What a wonderful time of worship, and you are a wonderful choir. Amen. Man. You're an amazing choir. Amen. Amazing choir. Felt the spirit of the Lord for sure, Amen. man. Yeah. Well, church, my name is Roxy de Santiago, and it is my honor and privilege to be part of your worship team. Amen. Hey, church, my name is Michael Romero, and I'm your worship and arts pastor here at New Beginnings Church. And I am humbled every time we get to this platform to be able to serve this congregation. But we also want to welcome those watching from home or, all right, our, our live stream audience. Right. Or, or, hey, maybe it's. Maybe they're watching next week. Maybe they're watching next week. Is this like a Back to the Future maybe kind they got of thing? I was just, get out of my mind, Rox. Bro. Maybe they got into the DeLorean. They got into the DeLorean. They're went 83 miles an hour. And they're back the in right time, time watching. Yeah. Hey, we want to welcome them as well as being a part of our family That's as well. right. That's welcome, right. welcome, welcome. Because whether they're watching here right now online or whether you're sitting here, whether you're watching it yep. next week or next month or next year, we're all part of the family of the Almighty. Amen? Amen. That's what we are. Hey, by the way, now that we're talking about that, rocks, that's a wonderful way to share the message and what you feel every time you walk into this place, right? You want to share it with somebody? Hey, why don't you uh, subscribe and follow us on Spotify, maybe iTunes or Apple or uh, Amazon podcast. And you can share that with your family and friends, right? Because, man, I know we're in this series right now, um, Life's Healing Choices, and it has just been I know for all of us has been something tremendous that's working in our life. That's right. And if you are a Sunday coming to church person and you don't get to come to Wednesday nights, the Wednesday nights are being served, uh, streamed as well. And those are Family Matters. That's mm-hmm. a good series as well. I encourage you to to listen to that if you don't that's if right. you can't make it out on a Wednesday because of your work schedule. Matters of the family because family matters. Matters. I just came up with that. Ah, you're you're just brilliant. I did. What can I say? So hey, church. A couple of things we want to remind you of. Hey awesome to be here today because I know for a fact if 
the Lord is working in my life uh, right now. Today is Baptism Sunday. Today is awesome. Isn't that Man. awesome? Right. Such an amazing day to be here, Rox. Baptism is so awesome. It is the moment in time in your life where you decide to outwardly and publicly proclaim the decision that you've already made in your heart to dedicate your life to Jesus Christ. It is that moment when you say, I want to live for Jesus Christ, for he has died for me, he has redeemed me, he died for my sins, and I want to walk and be and bring honor and glory to his name, to walk in the purpose for which he has created me. Because did you know that each one of you were created for God's purpose? Man. And it's oh, yeah. time to walk in your purpose. So church, if you walked in this morning, I know the second you walked through those front doors from that sidewalk, you felt the warmth not only of our haters, but also of our greeters. I just came up with that one too. Write that one down. He's all Pastor, fired. Write that one down, okay? But church, I know I'm you felt that. I'm happy for the heaters. I'm happy for the heaters and the greeters. But church, you felt that warmth and that, man, the Holy Spirit, how he's working in this place. The second you walk through these doors in the sanctuary, right? The Lord is doing the work. And I believe that especially, man, this time where we're able to give of ourselves, like in this time of worship that we just had, the Lord is speaking to many of you. And many of us who are maybe maybe you've not made that commitment to go go public with your faith and you said that's something i want to do guess what it's not too late because as soon as we're done here with announcements we're going to dismiss you right over here uh, to my left your right so we're going to have just a quick conversation about what baptism is and understand what we're fully doing and committing ourselves publicly to our walk with christ this is going to be an amazing time i hope you i hope if you are thinking about it if you have questions even if you haven't signed up, please just join the class. Maybe that's the right time. And if it's not the time, that's okay. I encourage you and the rest of you that have already been baptized to join us after service so that you can be yes. part of the ceremony so you can see how amazing it is when lives are transformed. So come join us for the ceremony itself as well. That's right. Please come. Hey, uh, the other thing I want to talk to you about, church, uh, the second Saturday of February, which is going to Sunday, rather. I keep saying Saturday. The keep, second Sunday, which is going to be the 11th of February, the 11th of February, is going to be our child dedication service. Now, that's personally one of my favorite ones. So if you have not yet dedicated your children to the Lord, hey, you're thinking it might be, it might be too late because they're like five or six or eight or ten. Hey, if the Lord is speaking to you and doing something like that, because we used to call that baptism, right? Catholic church. In the Catholic church. Yep. A lot of us grew up in the Catholic church, and we used to call it baptism to baptize your children. Well, it's a little bit different because baptism is, is what we're doing today. That's right. right? We're going to dedicate our children unto the Lord and say, Lord, I'm going to make this vow to you vertically that I'm going to rear my children in a biblical way. And Lord, I recognize that this is a gift from you. And so I'm going to be a good steward of my gift. That's right. And so that's what child dedication is about. If I have to knock it down in 30 seconds, but Roxy, I know you had a beautiful experience with your boys, and tell us a little bit about that. Uh, you know, um, for those of you who are parents, I remember the first time I held my newborn son in my arms, and I realized, man, I couldn't even get my own life straight. How was I suddenly going to be responsible for a whole other person? And I knew in that instant that I could not do it on my own. And so my husband and I, we brought both of our boys and dedicated them to the Lord. And it just simply means that we recognize that we cannot do this on our own. None of us can. Amen. But by the grace of God, they are now, you know, 21 and 22, and they have not broken a single bone. I praise <laughs> God for that. If you know my boys, you know that's a miracle. Hey, 
but they broke my girls. Like when they were skateboarding, they, my girls they broke like, other people's bones. They always enabled my girls to break their bones. Yeah, they always that's enabled true. my. That's true. <laughs> Love those boys. Yeah. Hey, but look, in all seriousness, church, we encourage you. If you've not done that, pray and seek right. about it. Maybe you want to connect with us at the front office and ask more about that. Hey, that that sounds like something I'd like to do with my children. I I, I promise you, we've had teenagers up here that. Are, Parents right. are like, I want to dedicate them because we feel like that's the next step of their walk in faith. Um, and we can have those conversations. How do you reach us at the front office? How do you reach maybe myself or Pastor Richard or Pastor Cindy, one of our children's directors? How do we do so that? So we Bob? say this all the time, but there's a QR code that appears yeah. behind us all the time. Scan that QR code. It'll give you all the information. We also have a Facebook page. We have a website page. We have a, an app that you can do. And there's so many different ways. If you can't figure any of that out, just call the front office and someone will walk you through and help you find um, the information that you need. Our church is designed and dedicated to making sure that you always have a way to reach up to Jesus Christ, that you have a way to grow inside the church and reach into the people, and that we have a way to reach out into our community to change this world because they need to hear Christ. So if you're interested in doing any one of those things and you need more information, I encourage you to reach out to the church through the apps, through the other platforms that we have available to you because this is why we're here, to make a difference in your lives and the lives of the community that we serve. That's right. There's no standing still at New Beginning Church. You're either reaching up, you're reaching in, you're reaching out. Amen? Let's move. That's what we do, my family. That's what we do. That's right. So, church, while you're in that app, Roxy was talking about, just stay afloat as to what's going on at New Beginnings. We have, like, our our sisterhood uh, potluck. It's coming up on the second Saturday or first Saturday, right? Men's breakfast, second Second Saturday Saturday of every month. We never want to miss out on those opportunities for you to continue to fellowship with one another and then outreach opportunities if that's if that's what you love to do and you're saying ah i love outreach there's opportunities to serve there's opportunities to get involved church always do that downloading our app looking at what's going on um in the life of new beginning and while you're there church don't forget that little heart at the bottom of the app that's the giving app that's where you give all the things that we talk about here all of those things are possible through the grace of jesus christ in his mighty hand and your faithful giving. Those two have to work hand in hand. So everything that um, we do, thanks to you, thanks to your giving, and I encourage you to um, either give through the app, give uh, online. If you want to donate, if you want to give your tithes and offerings, you can drop them off at the boxes that are at the doors. So thank you, church, for your faithful donations. Church, we love you so much. Why don't we celebrate the work that you and I are doing for the kingdom out there, amen? Because that's what we do. And with that, church, I ask you just one more thing. Very simple. Turn your attention to the screens.
sin came into the world, it brought death. But Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died in our place, and it brought life. He rose again, and everything turned upside down. I will be restored, and I can no longer believe that I am lost without hope and future. There is nothing left to do but declare that He loves me. How foolish it was to believe that all my prayers went unheard. How can it be to think that God could accept me after all that I had done? I have come to realize that it is foolish to believe that my sin is beyond God's grace to forgive. Days of separation longing for my true home are over, and now I am destined for perfect days of walking with Him in paradise. It is almost beyond imagining, but I will live in peace and harmony with my God, and it is no longer true that all hope is lost. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, all, all things are being, have been made new. I'd like to call up Cliff and Duina Tanner real quick. This is, wasn't planned, but I just got news. Where are they? Are they not here? They were here early. Cliff and Duina? Yeah, there you are. Yeah, please come up here. Um, this couple is coming down the aisle... 56 years ago, they walked down the aisle. They're celebrating 56 years of marriage. Would you face one another? Hold hands. Lord, thank you for Cliff and Dwina for being such an example to so many of us, reaching a milestone that very few have. 56 years of marriage. This bride and groom continue to shine the love that they have for you and each other. God, thank you for the example they are to so many of us. Bless them, Lord, with long, long life and health. Continue to keep them strong. And let their love overflow to their children, their children's children, and their great-grandchildren. And to many of us, we pray in Christ's name, amen. Cliff, you may kiss the bride. <laughs> That's the second time. <laughs> That's only the second time he's kissed her now in 56 years. What a tremendous joy. Uh, there's a few other couples in this room that have been married over 50 years. And for us guys coming behind, let them be an example Pastor Eddie and his wife, Merlinda, have been married about 52 years. Mike and Diane Dalton have been married 55 years, 59 years, 59. They got your beat, Cliff. Is there anyone else in here that's been married 50 years or longer? I know, not that you feel like it, just that you really have been. Who? 
right there. There you go. Okay, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. What a joy. What a joy. Guys, we're celebrating uh, your lives, and thank you for your example to us. Thank you for persevering in sickness and in health, in richer and poorer, and for better or worse, you stuck it out. And uh, what a joy. Well, guys, we've been doing this sermon series called Healing Life Choices. By the way, young people, they've already dismissed you to the, your class. If you want to go, you're more than welcome, 6th grade to 12th grade, right across the hall. Uh, but you're welcome to stay with us as well. Uh, we've been doing this sermon series called Healing Life Choices. We're in our fourth week. I can sum up the first three weeks with six words. Week number one, I can't. Week number two, God can. Week number three, let him. And isn't that the truth? The first week was the reality choice. I can't. I realize I'm not God. Admit I'm powerless to control my tendency to do the right, the wrong thing, and my life is unmanageable. And we got that out of Matthew 5, 3, where it says, blessed are those that are poor in spirit. And the second one was God can. The second week was the hope choice. This is earnestly believe that God exists and that I matter to him and that he has the power to help me change. And that's in Matthew 5, verse 4, and it says God blesses those who mourn. They will be healed, and they will be healed and restored and comforted. And then we have the third week was let him. This is the choice of the commitment choice. And this is consciously choose to commit all your life and will to Christ's care and control. And that was Matthew 5, 5, where it talks about God blesses those who are meek, the humble. And we've got to understand that we all are lacking. We're all messed up. We all just mess up in our life. Things have happened. I, I, I made up a little song first service. I don't know if I even remember it, but it's, I'm messed up, you're messed up, we're a messed up family. We're glad you came to church today because Jesus wants to heal your life. <laughs> but, okay. I know that's corny, but it's true because we have all sinned, Romans 3.23 says. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. And we really do. So the fourth week, which is this one today, is the house cleaning choice. So we're going to do spring cleaning. I know it's not spring, but man, when you do cleaning, we're going to do deep cleaning, internal cleaning. The housekeeping choice, house cleaning choice is I openly examine and confess my fault to myself, to God, and to someone I trust. Man, that's, that's hard to do. And God wants honesty. God wants honesty. The cost of freedom is being honest with yourself, with God, and with somebody else. And he really wants to help us, and I want to give you hope today on your journey for healing because honesty is scary. We don't always want people to find out who we are. We don't always want people to really see the real us. 
Because if they see, see the realist, they might not like the realist anymore. And they might reject us. And then we get kind of scared on that. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 8 is our verse for the day because we're looking at the Beatitudes in the, the Sermon on the Mount. And it says, God blesses those whose hearts are pure. Those that are pure of heart, for they will see God. Lord, I pray that, Lord, you move supernaturally today. That, God, you help us understand how to get a pure heart, a heart that is pure before you, that we really do some house cleaning today. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Look, your wife or your mom says, okay, we're cleaning the house today. Husband, go in the den and clean out the den, and, and, and kids, go into your room and clean out your room. And, and you go and you come out right away and your husband's all proud and he goes, I cleaned the den. And your wife goes in there and she goes, well, it's neat, but look at this. Look, look at that. Look at this. Look at that. Look at this. And she points out all the grime and the stuff you left behind. And then you tell your mama, mama, I, I, I made the bed and my room's clean. And she's like, what are you, look at all that pile of dirty clothes and you haven't even thrown the trash. And, and, and they see things that we don't all the time. Today, that's what we want to say. God, show us those things that we don't see because in John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus said that the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I've come to give you life and give it abundantly. I've come to give you life and a rich and satisfying life. God, God isn't saying that the religious are going to be pure of heart. He's saying, I want you to live in freedom. I want you to live in the fullness of God. Because too many of us live by rules and, and we live in the do's and the don'ts and the yes and the no's and this and that. And, and God says, man, you could do all things through Christ who strengthens you. But he says, not all things are profitable. So he's saying, I want to show you the things you need to do, not the things you don't need to do, but you can do these things. And I want you to live a full life. I want you to live a free life. And this is what I want to talk about. And, and the first thing we have to understand is that Jesus doesn't want us to be religious. He wants us to be real. He wants us to really be real and not, not just live this fake life and this fake smile and everything's fine and dandy when we know it's not. And there's a guy named Alan who said, I, I want to get my life real and I, I want to make it real and I want to do things right. And Alan's here to share his story. And Alan, would you make your way out and, and just welcome Alan as he comes out and encourage him. Alan, thanks again for being here, and, uh, and, and just open up your heart as you have. Well, good, ever good morning, everyone. My name is Alan. I am a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and I struggle with anger. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us and lead us as we work to identify and heal from our hurts, hang-ups, and habits. We ask this through our Lord Jesus. Amen. I'm a believer who struggles with anger and haven't completed a Celebrate Recovery 12-step program. I came to see the insanity I was living. See, I'm a man that tends to suppress and sweep things under the rug, so to speak. And then over time being triggered by something or someone, and I would explode. Then I'd repeat the cycle over again. 
foolishly buying into the lie that I had control of things. The problem is my willpower often failed me. Because at that time, I was not tapped into God's power. My explosive anger often led me to sin. So Paul, writing, be angry, but do not sin, and do not let the sun go down on your anger. Unfortunately, those words were far from me. I came to celebrate recovery. I came to learn about celebrate recovery. Um, oh, let me back up, I'm sorry. In Celebrate Recovery, I came to learn that my upbringing was shaped, my upbringing shaped the adult I grew up to be. My parents, they argued and fought, and mom was a huge complainer, and dad was a hot-tempered, heavy-handed disciplinarian. And being the youngest of the boys amongst my siblings, um, getting picked on, arguing, fighting, seemed to be the norm. And as a coping skill, I was always on the defense, ready to fight. My trigger, ready to pull the trigger and fight. And these childhood behaviors made their way into my adult character. As an adult, the lifestyle I lived, the people I surrounded my, myself with, well, let's just say they weren't conducive to a moral Christian lifestyle. Partying, drinking, arguing, and getting into fights over the most stupid reasons seemed to be my mantra. My upbringing taught me to hit hard and hit fast, and I had a lot of hurt ammo stocked up. Hurt people, hurt people surely described who I was. The path I was on was marked with plenty of failures, and when I hit bottom, I returned to my faith. In addition to going to church, praying, Bible reading, I had a lot of house cleaning to do. The first thing I had to get rid of is here, hold my beer, I got this one. And I surround myself with new friends, God-fearing Christian men with sound morals. Yet I had a blind spot. I still didn't recognize that I had anger issues. So some years ago, visiting uh, relatives in Michigan, my nephew gave me a book titled Life's Healing Choices by John Baker. My wife and I, we read it together. This led us to listening to YouTube videos on Celebrate Recovery. And then we uh, felt that this could help us, so we contacted the state rep who referred us to uh, Grace Outreach in Rio Rancho near our home. So I started uh, attending uh, CR large group sessions with her, and soon I was invited to participate in a Celebrate Recovery 12-step program. The program took longer than I thought. No shortcuts, no easy fixes, and it took part of the better year, part of uh, the better part of the year to complete it. The hard part for me was admitting that I was powerless to overcome my defects. The program included a deep dive spiritual and moral inventory, and I found I had a lot of forgiving and amends to do. This wasn't easy. Thankfully, God blessed me with a good sponsor and accountability partners who could listen to me, ask questions to help me open up on specific hurtful situations in my past. As we worked through the program, it was as if peeling layers off of an onion. I came to learn that 
my anger was tied back to the unforgiveness I was harboring that dated all the way back to childhood. The cycle of suppress and explode I used was a coping mechanism. And I had to replace that with humility. Listening to other point, people's points of view and not taking things personally. As the program progressed, I realized that I had a lot of other areas to work on too. It was a humbling experience having to confess to myself, to my Lord, and someone I trust, and admitting that I was indeed powerless to overcome my defects. So having completed the program now four times, helping other men along their journey, I became free from the burdens of unhealed injury that I'd carried for a long time. I came to experience Jesus' word. Come to me, all who are labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. I found my rest. So why share this with you today? Simple. The Lord's blessed me abundantly in healing for my hurt. And I believe the, the only way we can keep a blessing is to pay it forward. In Celebrate Recovery, Principle 8 says, Yield myself to God to be used to bring this good news to others, both by my example and by my word. And step 12 says, Having had a spiritual experience as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to others and to place these principles in all our affairs. <clears throat> so our hurts, hang-ups, and habits, they don't own us. We are all sons and daughters of Christ. So don't be fooled like me, believing I was in control of things. Instead, turn to Jesus. Turn to celebrate recovery. It works. So thank you for listening to my testimony this morning. My name is Alan. I am a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and I do struggle with anger. Thank you, Alan. I appreciate you being so open and honest with us today. Alan, I, there's people right now that are listening and going, man, he's telling my story. How did you finally come to that point that you had to admit to yourself that you had the anger problem, but it wasn't me always stirring it up. I think a big part of that was pride. Like, no, 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 I'm okay. We have this mask we all wear. Yeah. And behind that mask, I did have a lot of hurt. I did have a lot of hurt. And I had to figure out how to do things his way because of surrender things. You know, well, it sounds so easy. I'll just surrender to the Lord. But to me, it wasn't. I had to give up my way do it his way. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of folks really love Psalms, as I do. But Proverbs, there's 31 of them. Everyone, one for every day of the month. And yeah. you know, today it was uh, an interest. I got nuggets highlighted in there. And one of them, uh, Pastor, says, those who uh, hold on, those who don't confess their sins will not prosper. Those who do confess their sins and forsake their sins obtain mercy and I'm Amen. Amen. Now, you and your wife, um, how long have you guys been together now? <laughs> well, it's interesting that you celebrated some anniversaries. Fifteen years, I've had past failures, and today is our anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. 
So today, you know, it's the Lord's Day. I had to come this morning to do this twice. <laughs> well, Lord. The old rancho to do it again for a celebrate recovery. This is a full day. Lord, thank you that uh, Alan and his wife have uh, chosen to give part of their day to us to help us find healing from our hurts, habits, and hang-ups. I pray blessing over he and his wife and their marriage and it continue to prosper. I pray in Christ's name, amen. amen. Bless you, Alan. Thank you, Such Pastor. a joy to have you here. <laughs> For those of you getting baptized, I wanted you to hear the testimony, but it's time to be dismissed to your, your uh, class uh, because uh, there's a class that you're going to be a part of. So those of you getting baptized, I need you to go right through this door. They'll lead you to the class where you're going to be. Would you give it up for these guys and encourage them and celebrate with them? And, uh, and if you didn't come prepared but you choose, like, I need to be baptized. We have robes and towels and on and on. Just go through here and, and, uh, and, and we'll make sure you're taken care of. So, guys, coming back to what we're saying is that Jesus wants us to be real, not religious. He wants us to grab a hold of this. God wants to set us free. He truly wants to expose our shortcomings to us. He wants to show us that we need each other. I need you to set me free. You need me to set you free. God sets us free, but we are the one that unwind us and set us free. You know, in the Gospel of John, chapter 11, there's a story about Lazarus, and he had died, and he had been in the tomb for four days. And Jesus shows up, and he says, where's the Lazarus? And they go, he's in the tomb. And he goes, take me to it. They go to the tomb, and Jesus cries out, and he goes, Lazarus, come out. And his sister, Martha, protests and says, my brother's been dead for four days. The smell's going to be horrible. And he says, Lazarus, come out, verse 43. And then verse 44, he says, and the dead man came out. And his hands and his feet were bound in grave clothes, and his face was wrapped in a headcloth. And Jesus told him, unwrap him and let him, let him go, set him free. He told them, he told the disciples and, and his sisters and the people there, he told them, he didn't say, I'm going to go and unwrap him. I've already brought life to him. I already brought him back. But you all need to set him free. See, we need each other to set each other free. Jesus calls us to set each other free. That's why in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, it says Christ has truly set us free. But let's make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Don't try to do it on your own power. In John 836, it says, if the Son has set you free, you are truly free. You're free indeed. He has freed you. So you don't get a, a pure heart by how you behave, by behaving good. You behave good by getting a pure heart. And when he purifies your heart, he, he transforms you. He, he sets you free. In Romans 5, verse 8, it says, God showed his great love to us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. He died before we asked him to. He died before we confessed. He died before we even realized we needed a Savior. That's why 
that verse that we had on the screen earlier in 2 Corinthians 5.17 is so beautiful. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person, a new creation. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. Man, we mess up at times. We fight temptation. We fight this, this thing that lures us back into the world. But all we have to do is say, Lord, forgive me, repent, turn away from it, and he will forgive you and set you free. So not only does God want you to be real and not religious, but we need to understand that the basis of a human, a pure heart, is not how good we've been, but how good God is. See, it's all about God. Because you and I can think we're really good. Oh, man, I'm really good. I did my good deed for the day. And the people next to you are going, you good? <laughs> you're good, no good for nothing. That's what you're good for. Good for nothing. You, you see what I mean? It's like, we're, we're, it's God that is good. No man should say he is good. God is good. We're all seeking God. That's why you're here today. You came, you don't even know why you're here. Some of you got here and you're like, man, I can't believe I'm in church. I, believe I, I, I can't believe it hasn't caved in yet because you showed up. Some of you young people came because you have a drug problem. Your mom and dad drug you here. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I didn't even want to be here, but I got drug here. Well, well, no, but boom, all of a sudden God connects with you. Boom, all of a sudden he opens up your eyes and your ears and he sets you free. In Psalm 139 verse 1, it says right there, he says, Oh Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You, you've searched me. You know everything about me. I can't hide anything from you. We, I need to surrender to him. I need to give it up to him. I need to just give it to him and say, I'm not going to play games anymore. You'll see God working in your life. You'll see him doing things that you go like, man, God has really been changing me. I used to be this wild man. I can't believe how tame I'm coming. I'm, I'm getting to be chill. This is awesome. Your family's noticing it. Just like Alan said, he had an anger problem. Some of us have an anger problem. Some of us have a drug problem. Some of us have an alcohol problem. Some of us have an overeating problem. Some of us have, some of us have, some of us have. We all have something. But man, God wants to just transform you. You see, it's kind of like a gardener. People that don't do gardening can't understand it all the time. You get this little stub of a stick, and it's got some roots, and you plant it in the ground, and you're like, what's that? You planted a stick? Man, in a few months, that thing's blooming roses, and you're like, wow. Or they plant tomatoes, or they plant fruit or flowers, and all of a sudden, the garden is just exploding with fruit and flowers, and, and, and you're enjoying it and going, this is amazing. Those of you that don't garden don't understand it. Those of you that you do, you see it before you even plant it. You see it, and that's what God's doing. He's seen in you what he's already planted, what he's already poured into you. He just wants to see it come out. It's like I was watching this thing on Michelangelo, the great artist and stuff, and, and, and he, he did this one piece. He carved out this beautiful statue. It's called David, and, and they go, how did you create David? He goes, well, I just cut away everything that wasn't David. 
And I go, ooh, that'll preach, man. You see, he saw this stone and he chipped away the things that weren't David. God is chipping away the things that are not you. And, and he's turning you into a man of God, a woman of God, and you're shining for God. And you're going like, man, I'm a man of God now. I'm a woman of God. I was a wino dino and dingbat, and I was all crazy. And now God has done this work in me, all because I confessed. And 1 John 1, 9, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. The devil doesn't want you free. He wants to mess you up. Sin shouldn't keep you from God. It should propel you towards God. Sin should make you run to God. Say, oh my God, thank you. You're freeing me. You forgive me. You receive me. I'm going to get free from this burden I have. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 40 says, instead, let us test and examine our ways. And he goes, let us turn back the Lord. Yes, Lord. When we examine our hearts, we realize our need for forgiveness. We realize our need that because we still have hurts, habits, and hang-ups. Like Alan said up here, he, he started going to class, and before you know it, God was peeling back like an onion, more and more layers of stuff. So those that have been forgiven much, much is required. And Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13 the Apostle Paul writes here through the Spirit of the Lord. It says, Dear friends, you have always followed my instruction when I was with you, but now that I'm away, it is even more important. He says, work hard to show the results of your salvation. You hear that? Work hard to show the results of your salvation. In other words, you should be producing fruit. You should be producing an example that people see your life and they go, wow, this is amazing. Man, you're saved. They see you here. Some of you run into each other that you hadn't seen each other for a while. And you used to run around together. And you'd run the streets together. And you're like, dude, what are you doing in church? And they're like, what are you doing? And man, you're not even all messed up anymore. You look good. Like, man, you look like a real woman now. Before, you looked like I don't even want what. Look at you. That's right. You're working the results of your salvation. Obeying God with deep reverence for fear and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and power to do what pleases him. See, God is pouring into you to do the things that he wants you to do. And all of a sudden, you're like, man, isn't that the truth? Before, I wanted to slap their face off. And now I want to bless them. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I want to just hug them and love on them. Lord, wow, Lord, you are really doing a work in me. And now I'm doing a work on them because before I used to want to work them over and now I just want to love them. Man, what an example. What an example God is in your life. In Psalm 32, verse 5, it says, Finally, I confessed all my sin to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Hallelujah. Man, in the book of James, chapter 5, verse 16, it says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. You see, there's power in confession. 
not only confessing to the Lord, but that's why you need to find someone that you could trust and you confess your sin because then they can hold you accountable and they go, how are you doing on that, man? How are you doing? Are you still blowing up? Are you treating the family good? Hey, man, are you still uh, on the Internet looking at pornography or have you finally broke away? Hey, have you finally quit back and quit your drinking? Have you quit your drugging? Have you quit your gambling? Have you quit whatever it is that your hurt, habit, and hang-up is? They could hold you accountable. And so I want to remind us that God wants us to clean house, to empty out ourselves and stand before the Lord and say, examine me, Lord. Show me exactly who I am so that I could own up to me and then do things right because I want to do things your way and not mine. So there's three things I want you to remember. One, remember God's kindness. Remember his kindness. He's a loving, kind God. In Romans chapter 2, verse 4, it says, Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? So God's kindness is to call you to repentance. God's kindness is to call you to redemption. God's kindness is to lead you to him. Romans 8 verse 1 says, so there's no condemnation to those who belong to Christ Jesus. Once you're in Christ Jesus, he's freed you from this condemnation. You're not beat down with guilt and shame because he's freed you. That's why in Romans 5 8, he says right there that God showed his great love to us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. So you've got to remember God's kindness. Second thing you need to do is remember God's faithfulness. Because when you mess up, you're going to feel like, oh, I blew it. No, all you have to do is confess and get it right again. But you've got to remember his faithfulness. He is faithful even when we're not. You've got to remember what it says in Philippians 1.6. It says, for I am certain that God, who began a good work within you, will continue. He will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day that Christ Jesus returns. Isn't that awesome? God's going to keep working on you, man. He's working on you now. He's working on you now. You came in a certain way, and you're already starting to shift your thinking. And you're going, wow, maybe there is hope for me. Wow, maybe I can get rid of that anger issue. Wow, maybe I can get rid of that and find healing for my hurt, my habit, my hang-up. Wow, maybe, maybe there is hope. No, there is. I mean, look what the Apostle Paul writes through the Holy Spirit in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 38 and 39. He goes, and I am convinced that nothing can separate you from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither fears of, for today nor worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation, not alcohol, not drugs, not gambling, not overeating, not anger, not disappointment, not hurts, not damage, not anything under all creation will ever be able to set you, separate you from the love of God, which is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's a promise. God doesn't break promises. And that promise is for every believer that wants to receive it. Man, we ought to be able to say hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, because I know I want it. 
in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 5, he says, don't love money. He goes, be satisfied with what you have. Now, look, he's saying, don't love, in other words, your own power. Don't love what you gain. Don't love with what you work for. Because when you and I do it on our power, it lasts that long. You know how it is with money. Money burns a hole in your pocket. Remember when you were doing out there partying, and I used to have a lot of money. Where'd it go? What do you have to show for it? What happened to it? Poof. You see, he's saying don't love money, but be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you, and I will not abandon you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to let you down. I'm going to be there. So remember that. And the last thing I want you to remember is God's promises. Remember his promises. First, he promises to forgive you. He says in 1 John 1, 9, I already quoted it, but if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you your sins and cleanse you from all wickedness. That's a faithful promise of God. In the book of Ezekiel, I just love this. Ezekiel 36, verse 26, he says, I will give you a new heart. Man, don't you want a new heart? He goes, I will put a new spirit in you. It's going to get rid of that wicked spirit of yours. You might, well, I'm not really wicked. Well, you're not really good either. If you don't think you're, I'm not that bad, ask the person next to you. No, not now, not now. Just ask them later. Maybe, no, don't ask them anymore. Don't, they, there might be a fight. But the family is going, oh, you know what? Dad really needs help. Mom needs help. My son and daughter needs help. My brother and sister needs help. We all need help. I'm going to give you a new spirit. I'm going to give you a new heart, a new spirit. I'm going to take out that stony, stubborn heart of yours, and I'm going to give you a tender, responsive heart. Man, that's why he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, for all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. Man, follow God into his freedom. Follow God into the freedom he has for you. Ask God to help you in your housekeeping, house cleaning moment. Some of you have never put your trust in the Lord. Today's your day. Today's your day to say, I really need to trust God. I need him to cleanse me from all unrighteousness and make me good, make me whole. If you've never given your life to Jesus and you really need to do that today, say, that's me, Pastor. Anyone here, raise your hand. Say, that's me. That's me. I really need to do that. Amen, back there. Amen. Anyone else? Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Yeah, you know what? If if you raise your hand, just stand up. We're going to pray with you. I want to pray for you. But don't leave any place because we're going to pray. God is working. He's doing something right now. So right now, for those of you that raised your hand and just standing, just say this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, today I realize how desperately I need you. Forgive me of my sin. Forgive me for trying to do it all on my own. I surrender today. My will for yours. My power for yours. And I pray that you transform me into the man or woman that you want me to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer, hey, come up here real quick like...
Come up here real quick. I just want to celebrate with you, and then I want to I want to guide you over to Pastor Eddie. We've got some materials we want to give you. Just come over real quick. We're not going to embarrass you. We're just going to help you get stronger in the Lord. That's Pastor Eddie with the white beard. Brother, I'm so excited for you. So excited for you. That's Pastor Eddie. He's got some stuff for you, the material. You know what? Where are we right now? We've already surrendered to Jesus. Praise the Lord, brother. God bless you. Pastor Eddie's got some stuff for you. We're celebrating. We struggle, we wrestle, but God is saying right now, here we are. He's got freedom for you. Some of you have been battling and battling and battling. Today, he wants to set you free. So as we sing this song of surrender and we sing this song of celebration and we sing this song as a prayer, I pray that you make your way up. There's a prayer team. Prayer team, make your way up. And be here as you receive people and encourage them. But would everyone stand and before you walk out, make your way up and come and tell them, I, I don't want to be the same. I need to be free. I can't keep doing this over and over and over. I have to surrender today. Maybe you want to come up as a couple and say, we want to make that 56-year mark, that 59-year mark, that 52-year mark. We want to make it, and we want to see God do something mighty for us. So God. Just cry out to the Lord. Make your way up. Prayer team, make your way up. Just say, I really need you, Lord. I really need you. God, we're going to believe you to do supernatural work. And Father God, we're going to surrender and we're going to give it all to you. And God, we're going to believe that, Lord, that which you're beginning right now, Lord, you're going to bring to completion. You're going to bring wholeness. Father God, we're going to lay down this problem and it's going to be yours now and not ours. We're going to surrender it, Lord, and we're going to pick up the new life you have for us, the freedom you have for us, the joy you have for us. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, free us, I pray in Christ's name. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for my brother. Thank you for what you're doing, Lord. You know his desire to be set free and to have a new life. Father God, I pray for deliverance. I pray for freedom. I pray for that stony heart to be converted into a heart of flesh that feels and is healed and restored. Lord, a new life and a new spirit. Father, fill him with your power and might, I pray in Christ's name. Amen. Yes, Lord. God, you know. God is doing a work right now. Maybe just reach out to your husband or your wife if they're here. Your children if they're with you. And say, you know what? 
we're going to declare we're going to have a new house. We're going to have house cleaning. We're going to get rid of the pain and the hurt. We're not going to just act like it's not there. We're going to deal with it. And we're going to say thank you, Lord, for the freedom. Thank you for what you're doing. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, set us free, Lord. Yes, we have sought you. And you've answered, Lord, and you have set us free. You've been faithful. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that, Lord, every person that walked in this room or watching online at home or wherever they're watching from, Lord, they have experienced a transforming, renewing power of God to do that in their life that they need. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And God's people said, Amen and Amen. Oh, sing it out and say, Yeah. 